black man. Drop top. They go to cops. They go to cops. They go to cops. Is it because of my people? Is it because of my sneakers? Is it because of my jersey? Is it because it on perfect? Um, I'm I'm in love with I'm in love with New York. I'm in love with New York, and and I think that um, New York doesn't it, it, it for so, any singular person like New York is too big for a singular person to say that they embody it in its entirety, True. right? Like that there's no there's no I don't think rapper or athlete or academic or person who's like big enough to to embody New York because New York is bigger than everybody. That's why it's always, it is the destination. It is the, the, the place where like, kind of like all life and cool creative shit happens. So, um, so, so yeah, but I, I think that I, I think that I strive to like reflect New York though. It's definitely a huge part of me and, and everything that I've made or, done like the decision like you're talking about to come to the new york public library um is yeah it's because i everybody wants to embody new york bro like yeah i feel like i kind of threw in the towel when i became a lakers fan <laughs> how did that <laughs> happen uh well how did it happen that you love new york so much man <laughs> because new york was um the well first of all i i was partially raised in new york right like so i i, I started um I hung out in Harlem and worked in Harlem, um, teaching tennis and uh, and doing this and doing this poetry shit since I was 14 years old. So um, that that's one of the reasons why I come from New York or has started to want to claim New York. The other reason is because if you grow up in Jersey in proximity to this place, yeah. Um, you can see the skyline from the water, man. And it's this like kind of constant, like energetic, like hub. That's just like pulling you. It's like a fucking, like, I don't, it's like a, there's like a, it, there's like a gravity to the thing, man. There's like a real, there's like a real gravity to the thing. Yeah. I mean, that's beautiful. That's what you get when you got a poet. Yeah. I, I, was excited. I, I just kind of checked out. I was kind of like, well, I just Sorry. like the Lakers because my dad's from there. Like, <laughs> that's like how Sorry. we say No, no, no. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, I'm a Nick fan too. So that's why I'm going to be kind of throwing you shade through the rest of this, uh, this recording. No, real quick. How you feel about him? <sighs> I was at the, I was at the game. Um, I was at the Houston game a couple of nights ago. Oof. And it was hard. Oof. Uh, yeah, I believe in us. I believe in us. It's fair enough. You I believe, believe in, in those uh, Achilles. At this point, that's what you need. Those the, knees. My, my, my thing is like, do you, I'm not worried about D, D Rose's knees because he can have mine. Like, <laughs> should anything happen? Like, they're, they're, you know what I'm saying? That deal's I, already been made. I, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, there are hella New Yorkers who would be like, you, just take D mine. Rose, yeah, take just, mine. Just take them. Just, D Rose just been just too take mine. I, I don't need it. And he's looked <laughs> good. And he that. has looked. And he has looked good. He's, he's looked, looked pretty good. good. He's guys. Looked, he's, he's looked good having eighteen and like six. Like it's a useless. He's springy, and dog. Exactly. He's springy. That's what we needed. Like it's Jose Calderon to Derrick Rose. How many dunks has he had? He doesn't right, do know. Bringy in. No, that's, a, no, that's a ridiculous thing, though. Come on, he's getting to the rack. He's doing his thing. Like Thank he's, you very much. He, he's he's looking athletic out Thank there. Thank you very All much. All right, um, I didn't want to pull this up, but on the recent power rankings, NBA <laughs> Knicks are twenty-five. Damn. What are the Lakers? Fourteen. Are they actually? Yeah. You had a really good ahead, win the other ahead of the ahead of the Rockets. I mean, everybody. It's gonna regress to the mean. That's one thing we learned. In oh statistics. yeah, of course. Yeah. You, know, you start out a little hot. But I can't even say that because you guys had a crazy tough schedule. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I like you said. I believe in them though. That's all you can do at this point, right? You That's have you to. I, I think this. 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 Uh, speaking of embodiment, I think this. This New York Knicks team reflects, like, embodies New York City more than all the joints of the last ten. Like every roster for the last. Like since the Ewing days, right? Like, yeah. well, maybe the when Latrell Sprewell. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say. <laughs> when we hit that, when we had the eight, was, yeah, was that when the coolest? Latrell and Allen yeah. were, were doing their thing. Yeah, yeah. Who are your top each to each of you? Who are your top three favorite Knicks of all 
times that a good in the last 25 years forget Walt Frazier and all that people why you why do you hate no 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 I'm just I'm just saying that's that's how long that's 50 years ago 44 almost 50 years ago right. that's a long time man. I haven't seen those guys yeah 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 and Whatever. you go first Evan top top three you said top three top three obviously Ewing I'm a big mellow fan okay you know, yeah I like that I'm a that's big cool that's a cool fan. one and number three is always hard I just like I'm a fan of John John Starks. I just like slashing guards like that. I'm, I'm a fan of that. He's like yeah. a '90s James Harden, basically. He's I, not a '90s James Harden. Kinda. He had seven assists. Like, what are the shooting guards giving you that? Did he average seven assists? Yes. Thank you very much. Did he average seven assists? Really I know he shot like this is a really 39% interesting. Or first of all, first of I, all, I, yes. I know he didn't make any I shots think that's in that finals. Totally legitimate thing to say. Like the John Starks. John Starks. I'm not going to hate on him because it's a really interesting segue um, to the poetry stuff because he is a, uh, a, a major supporter and has done a lot of foundational and, and donor work for um, the organization that facilitated my entry into spoken word and into kind of creative writing at large, which is this awesome nonprofit called Urban Word NYC. Boom. Um, shout out. Yeah. Look it shout, up. And, and John Starks. Uh, Mr. Starks, if you're listening, um, this is Miles if Hodges. If your big head's listening, the dude, <laughs> the dude who um, who said that pretty funny joke about you at um, the benefit <laughs> that we were all at together. So it, it must it, be nice. That's not me that called you big head. That's actually the host of this. Podcast. I'm gonna edit it out. <laughs> Don't worry about yeah. it. I, I just I, I immediately regretted it after yeah. I realized that dude will kill me. <laughs> so he's a really so he's really nice he's a really nice dude and I I just made this whole big ordeal about saying thank you so much for, you know, doing all this really important community and literary work. Um Thank you even more for dunking on the bowls Thank like you. you did when Thank you drove you. baseline, cocked it Thank left, and, and gave, <laughs> Vince Carter gave arm the in the whole leg the shit. There's no other. There's no other like moment in MJ history that's as like iconically like been stepped on. That maybe the AI crossover. So I'd say when you go back and look at MJ's kind of like larger career, like he has no like literally no like there are no like iconic highlights of him no fucking up. There are no flaws. There are no flaws. Yeah. No right? The only two are of, of AI hitting him in during AI's rookie year, right? That crossover that kind of left him stupid, right? Yeah. Um and John Starks mm -hmm. Dunking on him with the left from the baseline. I'm I'm not saying this is unique, but I'd also say the same thing about Kobe. He's done a good job of avoiding. What of like avoiding I, what is with things. Lake? What is with all <laughs> LA <laughs> folks? He's like so I'm not, and this is not the New York, and this is not the New York in me. This is not the New York because like. Like people have been telling me this more and more. Like, yo, you're so New York. You're so you know. You're just like an East Coast dude. This is not the New York in me saying this. There's a a weird like biological quality that L.A. people and then like subsequently L.A. fan like Laker fans have that you you have glorified this. You've glorified like the third great like you glorify the third greatest player. Of all time. No, no, no. Of all time. That's what you do with Kobe. Like, because he 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 did us a favor. He got us from Jordan to LeBron. Thank you, Kobe. <laughs> you did the world and the NBA this true service. He did. But but he that's your you will still forever be the you will forever be the greatest, like you'll forever be the greatest gray area guy. So what do you guys have though? <laughs> nothing. What is this nothing. about? Nothing. What is this about though? Nothing. What is this about? Oh my god. No, there there's articles about uh Kobe fans, particularly just how he reacted or get super offended. <laughs> like it, it's like you hating on my cousin like i can make fun Literally. of my cousin but don't if you talk about my cousin <laughs> and i love that guy i think he's one of the most inspiring if not like the most inspiring athlete of our yeah. generation like and strictly probably most, through, I would say, probably most versatile offensive player like point blank you but know? The, the interesting thing is you chose the word inspiring and i'd say like he's the most inspiring just through work ethic like it's not like he's done a, said anything i've ever been like i'm really inspired by that it, I mean, sometimes, but I'm just saying it's like, 
I don't think he's just an inspiring guy outside of just his like process. You know what I mean? Like I don't think he. Yeah, but that's yeah. I mean, it's twenty sixteen. Cool. The process is totally a part of the the product now, and your ability to to pitch those two things like that becomes ultimately how we as like consumers of this shit like interact with Kobe as an athlete. Like we like he was able to package up his mamba like mamba mentality and then also was dropping like 80 plus points on the raptors like <laughs> to which we have now mythologized this yeah no this, I, I agree but i guess i was home. saying like his inspiration isn't as expansive as i don't necessarily believe this but i think people could say about lebron the fact that like he's a great player on the court but also as fucking given college kids or kids going to college like 49 million dollars like i'm just saying there's, there's other inspiring things outside the sport of basketball which it's, facts, I don't know, it's always facts, no no absolutely facts facts yeah i think we're agreeing I want to hear about this poetry stuff, Yeah, tell, tell us about this poetry, man. I want to hear, like, origin stories. So I want to hear, like, how you got your powers, you know, <laughs> when you discovered that you had, you had to use them for That's good funny. and all that. Yes. Yeah. Good fucking question. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I don't have any powers. Debatable. I wish I had powers. This dude says he has no powers. I don't. I don't have powers. You actually like people Superman snapping right on. Now. I see people snapping at your performances, man. You move people. I like, talk yeah, about that. The snap. I got Twitter comments highlighted. I could. I could read them out. <laughs> like, I could. Uh, you, you, you prepped for this way too well, Evan. Um. <laughs> um so I think that sometime around um, 12, 13, 14, somewhere in there, um, you, I don't know. Maybe it's even fair to go back that, like, when does a person find out he's a poet? I don't even know if I would self-identify as a poet anymore, by the way. Oh, no, for sure. I, no, mean, I, I think it's limited, at least the way I view you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it, it, well, maybe not. Thank you. I, I, there's a lot of there's a lot of worth, and I think tradition and awesome stuff to be said about singularly identifying as a poet. Yeah. You know, like that. That's as a person who's like partially a poet, I am like kind of always in awe in the people that I look up to. Like um, I think it's like it's sexy when you can define yourself as like a poet. Like that's like, that's tight. I I don't think I I I would I would be lying if I said to you, that that's how I walk throughout this earth. Like as a pure poet, it's uh -huh. it's not, it's not. The funny thing is, I feel like sometimes when people hear the word poet, they think of like, roses are red, violets are blue. It's not that. Like I I when I hear poet, sometimes I think it's a little fleeting, and it's like temperamental and it's only like exist in making rhyme and stuff but i at least the poems i've heard of you or your spoken word uh poems they've they've wandered into a certain level of like intellect or like you're like you're i, I was i was looking it up before you uh, came on the show like what does it require to become an intellectual <laughs> <laughs> Is, did you google that yeah, I did. I did. What's uh, like I got the Wikipedia a, I, answer to that question? I'm curious. Uh, it was literally just a picture of James Baldwin. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's fitting. At least they but, get but it. No, they but, get it right one time. No, 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 but they like, got you know, it right like, one you, time. You see, uh, it's funny because like the person I always see on the internet is like Gore Vidal. 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 And what his thing is his title is literally public intellectual, like, like. I don't know how you get to that it's level. Tight, yeah. Like that's the final evolution it seems like of a poet to me. <laughs> and I yeah, think I think like the stuff at least the poem we were listening to poems before you actually mm -hmm. came here of yours. And like I don't know that's what I was thinking. I was thinking like these are like important substantive messages. Thank you Evan. I appreciate that. Extend. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean I, I 
Um, all the stuff that's online of me right now, I think this is the struggle of every artist, but you're always trying to either like up yourself. And I think that some sign of like, it's, I have mixed feelings about the work and how I've presented it in the past. And, um, and, and I'm embarrassed about some of it. Facts. Expand on that. Facts. Um, Cause the Harlem was crazy. Like I watched like at least five of them. Thank you. Yeah. And they're all, you are, you obviously know Harlem's like the most popular hands down. Yes. Well, oh, yes. man, we should disagree. <laughs> so, How do you feel about that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> God. So what can I, can I ask you, what are your issues with it? Just, and just, just be, just be honest. I have no issues. None. I would, but like, you know, I've seen a lot of celebrities who go on Jimmy Kimball or for instance, Jeff Goldblum, who's okay. on Jimmy Kimball. He was asked about Jurassic Park. Yeah. It's, 2014 right now Jeff Goldblum was like yo why are you asking me about this I've been I've been doing things for 14 years yeah, no, no, like, so like ask me about this and I'm no. wondering like are you going through a Jeff Goldblumitis like, oh, so oh so um am I yes I mean I, I Jeff Goldblumitis I don't I don't know if it's great actor a disease but I do think that um that I had a, this interesting situation where I put out like I was on a it was a reality TV show dude like that's that the first time Harlem like Harlem became a thing like after I had recited that piece to win a citywide competition at 17 years old and upon winning the citywide competition I'm on a poetry slam team in that in that same year is the year that HBO and Russell Simmons decide mm. to cover like these poetry mm. slam teams to this festival called Brave New Voices um, and they followed us around with cameras for for 30 months and I for what 30 days or something like that and then film this cool awesome brave new voices festival in in dc and and throughout that time i was like a biracial 17 year old kid like tr doing his best with the faculties of a 17 year old kid um to try to communicate and articulate like a f like confusion and pride and fear and um and and identity, I guess. Like, I think the poem, what the poem tries to do is use, a, like, is use, um, like, a geographical space as a, like, a, as a pivot point for talking about identity is what I think, like, in my more critical self, looking back on it, like, what I would retroactively describe that poem as, right? Like, if you ask me to write about it again, would I do it differently? Probably, mm -hmm. right? Because identity and Harlem, like Harlem, first of all, Harlem looks radically different than mm -hmm. it did yeah. 10 years ago. <laughs> there's, th we have, there's three st three Starbucks, we had like, yeah. there's three Starbucks. And, and before we even get into like the larger like gentrification <laughs> shit, like just at that very point, like there's to like, you know what I'm saying? There's tours, like these, these, the tours come up. We, yeah. we both live within, yeah. I'm in your house right now. I live two blocks on, on, on down the road. Literally, I, we're on Lenox World. We're on Lenox Avenue right now. And we both have seen these tours that come down, tour, right? Like Taking a picture of the church. And they would, they like should, what they should, with the, with the tours. And yeah, there's like, uh, Harlem's really important and should be like historically landmarked for being that. And I think the churches come with that. Absolutely. But like there's three stars, you know what I'm saying? It looks 10, it looks 10 years different than when that poem was written. And I'm also 10 years like older and have been through a whole like interesting life changes since then right what blackness means to me has totally has totally kind of shifted and don't ask me what blackness means to me right now because i'm still <laughs> Dude, trying i was to cowering in my see? chair like don't ask me <laughs> don't, don't flip that question but, um i think that any artist or artist what's such a weird name for myself like any any person who makes things um, with like words or film or um, or their body and and any of its extensions, like they, you're always gonna look back at stuff and be like, damn, like I if I would have made it differently if I'm making it right now because the good art comes from 
channeling the human condition and like the your human condition is a fluid freaking thing so and that part of what makes it so good though like the fact that for me the fact that you have such a level of introspection especially at an early age you know i'm I'm comparing yourself comparing to you to where i was at i think like 17 i don't know if i had the level of introspection you know to command like my identity and my condition and my culture in the same form or fashion that you did beautifully and Thank you. that's gonna that's gonna grow you know what i mean that that's the nature of you know Thank moving you. through adolescence and things like that um so of course now you find yourself and it's, and it's this weird thing where it's like now you have to kind of grapple with the younger version of you the, that that you know adolescence versus who you are now and people being familiar with the older version of you yeah you, know, uh, you change yeah that's the that? point that's the point right like that's the point that that's the point that's really uh, tough. That's the point that's that's the point that's um, that's difficult. That's the stuff that kind of keeps you up at night. I guess in the, an interesting way to think about it is that could also be the the thing that's moving you forward to keep creating and writing stuff. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um. Or shooting stuff, or acting and stuff. You know, whatever it is, whatever your medium is. Yeah. So, what what mediums are you like? using now what are you trying to move into like so that's the better question yes thank you for asking it like i i um gold star (laughs) i think cinema is is a i think whatever uh i think cinema is a is a is a medium that's really close to me um I have been uh, I've been hanging out with a lot of photographers recently. Um, poetry is always going to be like home. That's always going to be home. I, I it's the most religious of any of the crafts, man. And you know, in some ways, people like I think some of the hate that poets get, folks will criticize poets for being the most coddled kind of group of writers. Like they're especially in 2016 when you have all the like the quality of the shit. Um, there's just more ways to get your poetry out right now. So like there you have, like you have Instagram poets, yeah. which are like a thing. And it, I'm glad the world can't yeah, you smirked see us then, me man. smirking. <laughs> yeah. And they just put me on How blast. How you know I ain't trying to be an Instagram poet? <laughs> yeah. I spin bars, dude. Yo, people would argue that I'm an Instagram poet, I think, in some ways. You know, not because I don't, like, I don't, at least right now, I don't put, insta- like, poetry on Instagram. But people would say that, like, I'm not a, like, I, and I think it would be fair for them to say, like, yo, I'm not a real poet because I have, um done my thing on this primarily on the stage as opposed to as opposed to like going through the the kind of classic route that that page poets that we all read and look up to have you Yo, know fuck have the classic route, man <laughs> joel and b learned how to shoot from watching <laughs> videos of white kids <laughs> yeah and i think that's a kind of a cool analogy because like now he's dropping buckets he really is like that's that unbelievable that really dropping in. buckets is that dude seven two yeah and like i heard and like he one dribble perfect. pulling up on three like he's ridiculous no he's yeah best i think i think ewing said he's probably the best Big man prospect in the game right now. Which I mean, is yeah. I, wait, who else are we? Not Drummond. None of those dudes. Carl Towns. No offensive game. Carl Towns. Oh, I saw Carl Towns be losing games though. <laughs> Carl, I mean, he's on the Timberwolves. Carl Towns be putting up like seventeen and eight, and I'm like, I yeah, don't I mean, care ha- about Anthony your- Davis. The Anthony Davis is still like it's Anthony Davis, but he's not younger than like us, right? Like he's yeah, still, he still is. Yeah, yeah. So like that dude. Any given night, if he's like slightly on, he can drop fifty on you. You're not supposed to be that long and be money. I don't like the yeah, but I saw Carl Anthony Towns line. And it was like seventeen points, like one for four on three pointers. Like, I, what are you doing? He's a sophomore man, he's gonna take a little time. I saw him make a couple, and yeah, I like, made that stat line up completely. Yeah, <laughs> I saw him make a couple. I think we, we were like we were both like it was like a league pass game on, and we were watching the Timberwolves. Shout out Miles for buying the league pass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all us broke niggas wouldn't go buy it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Before yeah. Before people start showing up at the door, man, wondering how much what's come on. So what we're going for, we're gonna 
build a community with this what we're trying to, which, what yeah. We're trying yeah. to do dang yeah <laughs> we've, we've, we've been had, me and Evan have had some late night discussion trying to figure out uh, how we're going to get this league pass <laughs> but now we found it we're building a community that's what, that's what we're doing Yeah, let's transition to this, uh, the things you're doing at Rikers Island. I mean, I have this article we're staring at from, uh, uh, like, last year. Probably shouldn't have said that. That was weird. But anyway. <laughs> well, can we, I, I think um, there's a, there's a before we get into the, the, yeah, the Rikers stuff, um, I think that there's a an interesting, I've been thinking about, like, which spoken word poets would be, like, who they would be in the mm-hmm. NBA. <laughs> I was gonna ask you a question, sort of like this. But yeah. Go ahead. What was your wait, What was yours? Was, you well, my question. Was, my question. It was. It was larger than this. Okay. Okay, okay. 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 Um. So. I, I. What I don't. What I don't like about. What What is frustrating to me about the Instagram poets and what I don't think is built into the nature of poetry necessarily is the notion of hustle, which, which people are I think applying to. Um to art now in a, in a more like frequent and, and radical kind of way. Like it, it, I don't think that art should just be a hustle. Like I think h- hustling is an art. Can you define hustling? Just cause I, I have my idea. I think I know what you mean, but I'm curious. Yeah. I mean, hu- hustling is just kind of applying a, a capitalist perspective to whatever it is that you're doing i think i mean we could we 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 want to the definition i think if you wanted to break it down is like it would come would come somewhere from um the black community realizing that they needed to like that the the larger infrastructure of society wasn't going to give them things and and kind of let them um lead like the 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 more root and I, they're just gonna make it more difficult for you to acquire social credentials. So you needed to quote unquote hustle um, and apply like a capitalist type of mentality to, you know, more basic, just the general barter, yeah. the no. barter, mm-hmm. the bartering of goods, you know, yeah. like <laughs> supply and demand, very, very basic kind of things, which is, which is, um, and I don't like that, you know, I don't, I wish my own, and this is not like to say that everyone should agree with me, but I don't think that art should be a hustle. I don't like, no. I think that the best art is, is comes from a place that isn't financially back. No, but now I don't think that's like, like actually really, so like, for example, we are comparing the, we're going to get back to the Riker stuff later, obviously, <laughs> but we're comparing like well, the There's a hustle component to the Riker stuff. Yeah. No. Yeah. But like. We're comparing like the adolescent miles, you know what I mean? Like uh, as a teenager, you know, most of the art that you're doing, uh, for most people, is isn't financially motivated. You're doing it as a form of release, as a form of uh, as a hobby, whatever have you, um, to, to to form an identity. And now, when you you reach this level of you know adulthood, you know when you you know people start trying starting trying to like to to either like you know you know, maybe purchase your art or find, you know, financial motivations for you to pursue your art, you know, how does that change how you view it? You know, how, how does that change how you view, you know, poetry as art, you know? Yeah, I think, I, I, I think that it will, in the spoken word realm, there's like a, we have a whole kind of saying for it, which is like, you're writing for the claps or you're writing for the snaps like you said like you know you you, anytime that you like create because you want to be rewarded that's that's it can't come from a genuine place like unless yeah unless the very thing that you're trying to comment on is like the human like like the human desire for you know reward the human desire for like um reward right like mm-hmm. shout out facebook yeah like unless you unless <laughs> un, unless unless that's the actual thing that you're trying to comment on why don't make the piece of art from the place that you're trying to get paid at the mm-hmm. at the back end of the joint don't do that i gotta rethink my whole business model <laughs> this is my whole motivation yeah. about life yeah 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 and <laughs> real talk dang because you know i was about to call myself out and be like 
oh, it's mine too. It's the same thing that drives me to write some more stuff or to to be here. Yeah, I don't know, like, because there's, but it's it 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 shouldn't be. I don't. I think that you should add a couple layers to it, man. You you gotta have like. Uh, he just dude just walked over here to fix the microphone and... <laughs> damn right I did <laughs> um trying to help you out it shouldn't it just shouldn't it just come it shouldn't come from that place it shouldn't come from that place fair it enough it shouldn't come from a, a place to 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 make money it just shouldn't it shouldn't be and I'm gonna need you to repeat your question again <laughs> Ev- no Evan yeah yeah no I think you basically did he I? basically touched it. You know, that that kind of speaks to the, I don't know, like the level of like dissonance. I feel like people will start feeling with you know, art forms as they get older. You know, when you start when you need to provide for yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you need to, when you do need to hustle from a capitalist mindset. Yeah. And what am I hating on? Because Young Jeezy's my favorite rapper. Like all all that. You know with, what I'm saying? Like, reason. Like it's just like what. So it's not. <laughs> So it's not that. So I'm wrong. So I'm wrong, right? So like, I'm wrong. I I I just have I have this romantic like feeling that art is a thing that can exist outside of the capitalist structure of stuff. And and I guess that's just really just wishful thinking and not a thing that you can expect of the world. Well, the funny thing is, I was thinking is that so much of becoming you know quote unquote an artist is having to justify that path to other people on the outside so usually the way you choose to do that is by saying like there is a career in it like i can make a living on it so i think it's sometimes natural for people to maybe like skip to like the end like skip to like what they're doing this for is <laughs> yeah, yeah okay all right no i'm not, I'm not you know. i hear it and i agree and i agree and i agree yeah i hear you both, both sides. Both sides. <laughs> okay. Strive, strive, strive. Like you're a marching band of single mothers, and you smelled your kid's dream, so you know you gotta make it. An immigrant worker slaving to feed the belly of your country two oceans away. Strive. Like your heart's the size of a blue whale. Like you're shouting to the edge of your fingertips. Strive. Like Nina Simone is singing at the finish like line. Like Toussaint Louverture picking the locks from our ankles and wrists. Strive. Like you know prisons are man-made, but minds are God-made. So, so hard them shake that gospel. So we got this week, uh, there's an article in the New York Times, uh, Bring Poetry to Rikers Island, Where They Can't Cage the Mind, uh, by Kirk Semple. My Just want to give a shout out to Kirk. Yeah, shout this, this out Kirk. My man, shout out Kirk. Some good words. Yeah, shout out Kirk. <laughs> Dude, shout out Kirk. Shout out real. Seriously, Kirk. this is a great piece. Uh, we'll be posting it. Everyone should check it out. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I know you've been doing this for a while, but what the article explains that how you've the New York Public Library has brought these programs done by you to Rikers Island to provide inmates with activities, what would I say, recreations and stuff. And there's some real beneficial things that have been happening. I know Evan had some better questions about this. I just want to hear from your perspective, like, what it's like. You know, I just want to hear you talk about it. Have you been? Have you been inside? I was actually supposed to uh, be visiting visiting a prison um, with the other forensic students at uh, Fordham. I forgot to grade. I had to stay back, started shout grading, things him. like that. But yeah, definitely shout out for them. You know, I missed that experience, so I want to hear about it because I'm going to be there eventually. So I want to hear about it from your perspective. And like, what do you find? You're talking to an audience who, for the great majority, I'd probably say haven't actually one a been in a prison, and b I don't know. Don't hear too much about like actually what goes on when you're inside, other than from. Okay, so that's real. I mean. Um, if I'm talking, I'm to, talking to an audience, audience um, so, that hasn't been inside a prison or a jail in the United States of America, uh, I think um, the first thing that you should do is turn off this podcast and and go read 10 books. Like, you know, just, you know, go we'll be, uh, posting those 10 books on <laughs> Amazon wish list. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, what is it like? Rikers is a it's really heavy. So it's 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 gotten easier to talk about that. The, the, the article that was in The New York Times that uh, Kirk Simple wrote um, and that uh really came as a as a 
you know, as as a as a as an effect of of the hard work of the folks at the New York Public Library, really. Um, in addition to what I do, uh, what I do with, um, what I do with them and 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 at Rikers, it it what's so crazy to me uh, about Rikers is the size of it, first of all, um, and it's kind of constant proximity to what we do in our daily lives yet it being a truly separate world and its own like borough it's like it's literally first of all so evan you know i can just see you <laughs> sitting over there just just googling just, rikers right now no i'm not even not forget the you googling just, jail just you're just emanating wealth is what you're doing with your little banana republic tea and you're like h&m h&m tea h&m your field stint smile over there i didn't even go to field or where horace man trinity what school trinity not horace man those two are worse somewhere in riverdale or some bullshit I don't even, like, where is just that? Just emanating wealth. You, I'm just, you've taken a plane because, you know, you look like, you know, you, you've taken a plane, right? So every, you, it is so Shade. close. It is so close to LaGuardia Airport. It is the, like, the thing that anyone landing, like, the majority of the flights coming to New York City, I don't know if that's a fact, like, literally fly over. It is, it's like on subway maps, but unmarked. Like, it is, it's like, like, a, an actual mass that pops up, like, in our New Yorker very daily lives. And yet... <laughs> so you're saying I've taken a lot of flights from oh, Miami and I've seen it. Can we stay <laughs> on topic here, Evan? Um, <laughs> What I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying is, uh, it's, it, and it's, it's a total industry, right? So I, I'm not going to kind of start down the fact train, but there are around ten thousand folks who live, um, who live on Rikers Island, uh, in captivity, um, at any given day point in the week right now, right? Um, so Rikers in particular over the last couple of years, um, Como has, you know, done some pushing for this um, and and it's fallen onto kind of like a string of bad press, um, has come under some pressure to, I guess, drop those numbers and to like rethink how they do things. I um, myself has have sat in a, uh, like a, like a training sex session with a whole bunch of COs about um, about kind of inmate procedure stuff and and how to um, how to deal with certain kind of like lifestyle situations and 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 stuff that happens in there. Um, but it's a it's so there's changes going on, but there, it's a it's a huge place. It's a huge place, and you and and you you get there. You take the Q100 to the last stop to get there, right? So it's, what terminal in Laguardia is that? No, so you can't you yeah. can't get there from look. You're just you, your wealth is dripping <laughs> off of you. Now. You're just every word you speak. I hear banana republic. Banana, banana republic is so like banana. mid, oh, it's so like, average, right? <laughs> No, it's just but it's not like it don't, don't sorry, play I'm sorry, me. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, don't act like I don't sorry, like uh, sorry, shirts sorry, that sorry, last sorry, a couple I'm washes. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Act like he's not wearing a Michael Kors. See, Bro, that's I have Banana Republic on right now. As <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it's it is. I don't know what the language that Cuomo used in his most recent press conference for but it's like it's a it's a thing that new york city um needs to just as a as a place it's a thing that new york city needs to attend to you go there and it's like you, you so you take the q100 right to the bus and you you get off what's the name it's the the Palova building i think is the kind of like visitors um foyer type spot where you go and you check in if you have a clearance and then you take another bus and then you have to to, to get to any of the the, the facilities um, on Rikers, you have to take like another bus, bro. There's like a there's a whole like transportation schedule once you're on the island. It is a a totally industrial place. It is um it it there are so many people employed on the damn thing. Like in addition to the folks living there, right? Um. Uh, and 
I, 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 when you ask me what it's like, I was so, I'm so amazed by the, like the vastness, the vastness of it. Um, and I, I come up with different language anytime somebody asks me to talk about it. Like I don't, no, nothing that I've come up with so far, um, I don't think can kind of do it justice. I, and, and I don't go, I don't go every day. So from when that article that you just referenced was written, which was some time ago now, I'm not calling you out on your lack of prep. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, definitely <laughs> not. My prep is on point. <laughs> no, it's, it's about a year old article. Actually. Um, I mean, I, th- I think, I think that it's, it's uh, stuff changes and I, I go for instance right now what I do is I, I facilitate a program at at Rosie's um, which is a the, the facility that uh, the one of the women's facilities a women's facility on Rikers and I, I that go, yeah no that was one of the things we were gonna ask you about because I know you've done the program yeah uh, slightly very different variations but with one with the women and one with the men so I gave the performance the I gave a performance for 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 the for the homies for for the men um, was that the most meaningful like reception or ovation you've gotten? A lot of my work uh, deals with masculinity and with like kind of the notion of belief and of freedom um, and being able to perform and get yeah an ovation I, from from the the fellas um at 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 one of the facilities at Rikers um was phenomenal uh the work that I do with the women in like classroom settings is also phenomenal and um is life-giving and feels really important and um is some of the work that like thousands and thousands of people do, you know, across the country. Like there's shout out totally dope reform work going on right now. I'm so glad that it's a part of our public, like finally a part of like the public discourse. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. Like, because from my standpoint, you know, when you're looking at the, the research side of it, you know, and you're looking at how these facilities impact people as is, you're looking at the people that, you know, can develop, you know, post-traumatic stress, you know, while they're in these facilities because of the type of victimization that goes on, whether it's physical or, or sexual violence. And we really don't, we really don't speak about it that much because there's a sense of like, like, like you're saying, you could erase it from a map, you know what I mean? You, you could erase it from the public consciousness, you know, not so you don't have to deal with that from, from a, from right, a moral right, standpoint, right, right. you know what I mean? Um, and that's why for like for me to like see you go there do that work and all the people that are doing that work you know that beautiful work it's so important because it's, it's almost like it's bringing it back you know what I mean like I was with um, I was at a talk uh, Michelle Alexander had a panel about how yeah. a lot of uh, women get uh, women get erased from the conversation you know um, you know in the new Jim Crow for example in, in, in 13th you know women are very very present you know in this issue but they don't get as much of uh, as much of the focus, you know, uh, from the, from the mental health standpoints, from the yeah. uh, you know, the the family standpoints, whatever yeah. whatever have you, yeah, you know, and for you to be doing this work with women, with men, you know, is I don't know, is impressive to me. I think you're doing like phenomenal things. Yeah, thank you. I, I mean, there's this other part that I think is interesting is talking about how like going to jail or to prison is a is a truly communal freaking experience man mm-hmm. like you know it's it's i i think it'd be a little bit too like hyperbolic to say that like when one person goes to jail their entire family goes to jail not at all but it but it's it's damn close man yeah. like you know you're affecting a lot of people's lives yes. and um the experience you talked about getting there sounds like a little it's like amazing. over the top it's, too. You know, it's so it's so not to be ironic, but it's poetic. They come in with these the, the clear bags, right? Because like you need to be like you know the the with these clear bags, and and s- there are some folks on that bus. Um, somebody needs to do, and uh, the there are people actually who have started doing this, like taking like 
like footage of the Q100 because it's this wild thing. It's like you take the Q100 to the last. No stop shout out, you gotta get on top of that. Like you, you like you know, you, they've got the clear bags that that you can pass through. Like there's, they already know the list of items that they can and cannot bring into um, various facilities. It's 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 really like that. You know, you can, sometimes you can see the 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 padlock that they have like in there in their bag that they're getting ready to lock their their phone or whatever up because you can't bring you know cell phones or stuff in so yeah i mean it's a it's and facial expressions are kind of a big thing to me so it, it it's it's really wild being on that it's really wild being on that bus yeah it's pretty cool <laughs> i believe it like no what you're spot when you what you're talking about like the fact that it has on the family, you know what I mean? Like we don't, we don't really talk about that. Oh know? yeah. We don't really talk about like when you're sending away somebody at the age of, you know, maybe 17 to 20, you know, for however many years, for 30, 40, 50 years, you know, what that does to the, to the parents, what that does to the siblings, the cousins, the friends, you know, right. How that impacts that entire network when you remove right, right. You know, a, a, a central portion of that, like the crazy, the effects of that. Like it's, and we crazy. really talk about that like it's it's crazy yeah I and mean, tra- all types of trauma emotional trauma like it's just it, oh, man it's frustrating right when you think like when you when you see how like fundamentally kind of broken it is because as, as a society almost we don't know what we want we don't know if we want these people rehabilitated we don't know if we want them you know punished we don't know if they we just want them gone you know and it's like you've created this space where it's like an amalgamation of, you know, just just that distance. Just like I don't know what we want, but I know we don't. I don't want them here. It's it, it, the type of erasure that 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 people try to uh, try to have with these people is, you know, it, it's it's damaging to a lot of communities. You know. Yes. Yes. And then you expect the dude to or the 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 woman to come back and um and be a like uh, a total productive member of society when you've stripped him or her of some tools to be able to do so like in in whatever amount of time that they they kind of kicked it up in there it's 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 scary stuff it's really scary stuff yeah (laughs) it's really scary stuff and and yeah, so what is it like? So you asked me like the specifics. Like, did you see? Did you watch Night of? I know you watch Night of. It seems like yeah. kind of weird. Was would you say that's accurate? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't. They got the signage. She's not right? shoving things into her. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to. Speak Sorry, that question. I'll scrub that question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to speak too much about that because. Um, I don't. I just don't want to implicate. Any, yeah, that's real. Anybody that's in, real. Yeah, that's goddamn real. That's real. thing. That's, that's just not my. The, I don't. I don't want to do it. But but just a show. Okay. For for the, it is a fact, and it's a. It's been a reported on that Rikers has an issue. Um, has a has a substance of like a substance like abuse and entry issue into their various facilities fact like it's also fact that rikers has a documented like sexual assault problem Mm -hmm. like these are these are these are absolute facts right which i think that the esteemed hbo like blah 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 tried to dramatize and capture right yeah they got the signage right i can tell you that they did get the signage right like there are a lot of things there that huge, huge impossibilities, huge. Like the, the half those lawyers would have been like arrested them them damn selves. And right? How are your feet you got, that bad? Yeah, and how are your feet that bad? That's the most. <laughs> that's the real thing. And then you're and you're like you're making out with homie in the like. This just pretty awesome. This just so like and and then you're gonna also like nobody's gonna and then you're gonna try his case like this is ridiculous there's a lot of parts that are ridiculous but the i gotta give the show or the producers or however credit because they did get the signage correctly they did Mm -hmm. get the signage correct um and and yeah i mean and when you go in when you like me and you go into perform you know to to either perform or to facilitate programming like it it's um 
it feel it's intense and i think that they they did capture some of that but like would the fact that his cot got set on fire in the terms that they did is that a possibility no wait what is his what you say the homies the, the home yeah the cot remember he was oh sitting my on God. like because right, they had the door like the, that's not like i haven't been at least inside a a dormitory that looks that way then what there are both cells that are kind of outlining the top of the the the, the top yeah. of the dorm and then also like also cotted like it's created bunks. that way for dramatic purposes like <laughs> also cotted bunks like yeah. four feet apart like that's that's like, like the justicism isn't that inept that's they know true. exactly what they're doing yeah Good and there and, are bad, t- and you know what I'm saying so like in the TV situation which I imagine is different in every dorm but like m- most of the times it's not like you can't just go and take the remote and change the channel like these dudes have to to avoid that specific issue like TVs are plastered like behind That's a cage at, at at the top of stuff so folks can walk around in the communal area and they have headphones e- they each have a headphone set that like is theoretically like tapped into that so if they want to watch it, they listen from this joint and like they're not nobody's I, at least I you know I don't think at least in some and Rikers is supposed to be a two year facility right it's supposed to be the maximum uh-huh. time that you can spend there it's supposed to be two years so like like you're not this isn't like 10 year you're not getting like theoretically there's so much transition there you're not gonna get like someone who's been there for 10 years you know in in at least the the eyes of the of of the justice system in in new york and the in the the court of new york yeah well the interesting thing is like one like you had mentioned the television being a part of night of and how it's different in rikers uh that's like actually a good transition because one of the jumping points for you doing poetry at rikers this particular instance written in the new york times article is that like uh, who's the guy? Semple, <laughs> Kurt. Kurt Semple. Good guy. Good guy. Good guy. He came. He, he was there. We like that guy. Yeah, <laughs> like, that is the man. Um, you know, he talks about how like the Shout out to the, you, Kurt. the prison guard officer person had to you know disrupt the inmates, and they were watching what his he quotes like Maury and Judge Judy, ironically, yeah. or coincidentally, which are both about like yes, and being put on trial. Yeah, and I mean, like, it went, you know, I went with that to that trip. I went with the times. Like, you don't. There was no. We didn't take the bus. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we you, went, you took the you took the same flight. We went, I was with on. The, we went. We went with we went with the New York Times. Like people, so when you when you have a publication with weight like that, people tend to one be on their best behavior, and you get to see the the. The, at least the extent to which it, it, the DOC can like can treat you know saying treat you decently or whatever. yeah would um, you s- not to dis like dissuade people from the New York Times article or whatever but like do you think that was the least authentic time that like the the one that the, I have been there yeah oh. exactly yeah oh I mean. I again that's no like, shade that's just the reality of when cameras and stuff are yes on. and mm. I don't care whether or not I'm implicating anybody in this thing right because I need it's important for me to keep DOC contacts or, or else I can't facilitate or the correctional library services program at the New York Public Library can't facilitate the work that they do yeah um, so but yes, bro. Of course it was. <laughs> Have you seen Real World? Like, Have you of, seen reality TV? Of course it was. Like it was. It was a completely different. We got like we got driven from. You go to Rikers, right? With to get there, you have to go over this like little like this little bridge. Literally, it's like if you're driving. I think it's like exit five. A story before you wrap back around and you're like you right stay at there. a bed and breakfast. You Could, drink no, some Swiss no, 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 no. Actually, you don't do any of that because it's so close. Maybe you would because you <laughs> big Banana Republic wearing ass. Yeah, Banana Republic like, stock like, is okay. <laughs> stay at a hotel. Yeah. So what I do? It, no. So it's so yeah. We got we dr- we drove over as opposed to me dipping my metro card in the bus, like waiting to the last stop getting off going through clearances like you know wait if you st- I've, had, I've been there sometimes where you st- st- like they just purposely forget your clearance right they're just like they're not interested you know what i'm saying they just they just do that and and you know there are also a bunch of amazing people that work at the dlc absolutely but um but it's it's very different when you go alone than when you go with the New York Times. Like, you can't get a camera in there. And the New York Times is a picture of me 
fucking cheesing yeah. with, my, with my arms crossed <laughs> yeah. and like a US Open hat on, bro. Like you, you think that that like to say that that's like an accurate reflection of like the work that I do in Rikers? <laughs> Not exactly. <laughs> Not exactly. It's most of the time I'm I'm on the lines waiting. You know, I, I think that's like that's. I I would hope and I would want that for for like programming to be uh, on on the top of DOC priority list. Absolutely, it should be. You know, it should be easy. They should find a way to make it easy for folks who are interested in like reform or interested, frankly, just in like in the health of inmates. They should make it easy for those people to to provide their services. It should be easy. And it, I, I, I would be lying if I said it, it, that's how it exists right now. Like, it, it's just not true. Like, the New York Public Library, like, we, we have a... You are, by law, required to have a law library in your... That's pretty awesome. Justice involved. I wonder how that happened. Yeah, but you're not required to have any other type of books... Like True. so, if you want to read, you it's know like what I'm late. saying. It's it then becomes like it then becomes like a burden of the election is tomorrow. Like you lose your you lose your voting rights yeah. for sometimes things you didn't do. Oh man, you know you can't read a book. You have to rely on like you have to like cross your fingers and hope that like whatever facility you're at has like a plug. With a library or a or a school, yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, one of the questions Evan and I were discussing, uh, you know, in relation to this and watching Thirteenth was like the humanization that's gone on with uh, prisoners or inmates or even the language, the the inhumanization, the inhuman. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Humanization. I went. I went. I was more optimistic. We what we would like to humanize. It is inhumanization. That's the that's the goal is to humanize them. In the inhumanization is I think. Issue my is the practice issue. right Did now. I, I'm sorry, I know you went to Middlebury, bro. My bad, my bad. My no, bad. I, I was confusing bad. everyone. I'm okay, sorry. okay, my okay. Bad. I'll, t- I'll take that L forever. <laughs> right, right, Go right, ahead. Right, right. <laughs> um, what do you say? I was trying to say what you said. Oh. <laughs> no, no, we, I mean, because we've been talking earlier, like about how just what you said, like the inhumanization, like you, you're working with these people and they are people. You know, with hopes and dreams that extend past their current condition. And they just find themselves in a place where they, they're they so defined, you know, by actions, like you said, that they might not have even done. You know, and it's about how we as a nation and how individuals involved can provide that level of humanization. Like, yes, you know, to, to not to return that because they, they never lost it, but. To, to change the conversation about that, you know, and I want to know like how like in your work like what what's the impact or how do you try to manifest that? Yeah, my whole goal is to humanize people. I, I mean, I, I sometimes I think about it from the perspective of of uh, of the person living on right. I hate the word inmate and prisoner. So you were I saying noticed that, that yesterday yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, I hate that. I just don't like it. It, it, it when you do reform work too and programming people tend to like they'll give you like a little powerpoint at the beginning and they encourage you not to use that word but mm-hmm. you realize that when you're in there that there's something to it don't CEOs like when they're angry a CEO calls a person an inmate mm-hmm. that's you know real. that's and and there's no reason ever to like to to reinforce that like that sentiment for what you know and it's like there's no you call them by their la- like you everybody uses their last names like that's kind of procedure and policy or whatever. There's no reason to ever call somebody inmate. I hate that. I don't like prisoner. I don't like inmate. I like people living on Rikers, folks. You know, living on Rikers. That's in, in captivity. If you're trying to get political with it, but mm-hmm. eh, I'm sorry. No, um, no, that was exactly what we the, wanted here. The hum and so that bam, that's like a step to humanization right yeah. there. You know, mm-hmm. call the, don't call somebody yeah. by inmate. <laughs> Just you literally know? change the conversation. Like, yeah, like how important words are when we're like, 
don't use inmate or um you know what the crazy thing is like i was struggling even going through this podcast i've been struggling with what to say but like just honestly it's Banana Republic wearing ass motherfucker like yeah. myself. Yeah. <laughs> Inmate isn't in my lexicon. <laughs> like, I mean, it is, but like, I'm not talking about. I'm not. I'm just. It's not. Yeah. It's not my experience. That's why I'm. I'm glad to obviously hear all this stuff. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I. So. It's, it's, it's it, it. Um. I. You know. It's. It's difficult for me to talk about. I. I find myself stuttering. Like I. I just did because I have a lot. A lot. A lot of respect for for the DOC as in a, in a as a department like and and COs as individuals um but i think that like criminal justice reform is super necessary and i think that we need to um we need to do it now you know we need to we need to kind of like really look at what it takes to keep folks out of um out of a justice involved life and um like out of the kind of like cycle of it and and i think that that starts with realizing that these people are real people that that um that in 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 most cases it's because folks made a poor choice but in some cases there was no choice made it that there really was like a systematic mm-hmm. thing that kind of like pushed them into their current situation and even when you look at those choices like i've been doing um was l- l- reading a lot about how oh you've been reading you a lot. me like you're out there i'm i'm still like in the books tight. i've been tried sometimes what yeah. <laughs> oh man no but i was um <laughs> About how you know, like, we don't necessarily understand how so shade for me to you. How, how so many of these factors like aggravate though? You know what I mean? Like we're talking about people that make, you know, bad decisions. But you know, when you come from a condition where you might have seen somebody close to you lose their life, you know, to violence or you know to you know different health outcomes, or you know, you live in a place where the educational outcomes might not be the best. You know, you're. When you when your optimal decisions are limited, I feel like it's extremely, you know, problematic when we remove that context when we frame people's decisions that they ended up making. You know what I mean? Whether or not it was the right, the quote unquote right decision to make. So many of these people come from conditions that, like I said before, they have to undergo these complex traumas, whether it's, you know, through violence, through uh, substance abuse, whatever have you. And at the end of the day, that kind of that's what the result that's what the result looks like, you know. And you're looking at these, a lot of these people that that need help because they're not those decisions, you know. They can they they can grow past that, you know what I mean. And I don't know. I just think I just, that, that's why you need that's why you need the humanization, you know. Like I went to a uh, this is me going a little bit of a rant, but I went to uh, you know Connecticut, and you're looking at the the people that are it was a group of judges, you know, I think like half the judges in the state of Connecticut. And you're looking at the people that at the end of the day, make the decision about somebody's life, you know, a, a young person of color's life, you know, whether it's going to be 30, 50, 60 years that they're going to lose. And it's by and large, all white men, you know, and you wonder, you know, what, like what, what the impact of that is, you know, people that don't come from from your same condition. Don't understand like the aggravating factors. Don't understand that you can grow past that because they don't yeah. always humanize them. They don't always go down, right? You know, sit down with them, learn their first names. You know, like right. So I don't know. That's one of the most it, frustrating it, things it, to me. <laughs> yeah, I I um, I mean, it's it's really it's it's dope that you point that out, and I'm glad that there's another person on earth who's interested in the the systematic pressures and the kind of holistic situation that could push a dude towards a, or a woman towards a, a justice involved life. Abs- absolutely. I mean, I, I think that is, um, that is, I think a success of some of the, like the long form reform texts that have come out in the past that some of the, the more recent type stuff that we've been kind of bouncing back and forth 
do a good job of talking about the facts and and getting the information out to the people um but 13th and um and all of like which recently came out so that's fair for me to drop like the, you know and a lot of like the short form articles i th- i think sometimes do a uh, a less good job one of the, it's i'm sorry for stuttering y'all but one of the one of the, what i think was awesome about just mercy and and uh, one of the th- really cool things about um about narrative when it comes to like uh criminal justice reform works are that you can see a holistic point of view like a picture of how like x y person's whole being contributed to them getting to to this point you can see like you can see stevenson did it with the the culture of like alabama right and like and and but it it's the same thing globally like you know like the it's it's when you don't have and this is a super super oversimplification but when you don't when prospects are low and you don't have work and you need a way to feed your daughter you know what i mean there are (laughs) equal in i'm doing whatever i whatever i gotta do you know um and that is the case for many like uh, families of color in the United States in, in, you know, iterated terms. Absolutely. Sometimes not that cut and dry, Mm -hmm. but that can kind of speak to it a little bit. Yeah. Hell yeah. People need to talk about it more, man. Straight up, I think that everyone is an. <laughs> I think that everyone is an artist. It's not that like I don't. Well, you wouldn't. Would you define yourself as a poet or as an artist, like or as a as a business person, as a brand, as a human being on who lives on 121st and Lennox, like who's sitting here with y'all fools, like. <laughs> Like, what would you, what, I would defend myself as all of those things. I, you know, I, I think everyone is an art. I think there's, I think there's both like, like something very real to calling yourself an artist and also nothing like literally there's nothing about like, there's nothing built inherent in the term artist. Because every there's art in everything, regardless of what you choose to do, there is art in it. That's that's that is facts. Fact, 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 fact.